Okay, hello everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in and welcome to the fourth installment of the Forbidden Rugby Podcast's Squad Pods. I'm joined today by Ed, uh, unfortunately not Mikey, he couldn't get away from work early enough to do this. Uh, but hopefully this will come just in time for your Friday evening commutes and your Saturday morning dog walks, etc. <laughs> Before we get going, I'd just like to say uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we are at FL Rugby Pod on Twitter. I'm at RJJ Blue and Black, and you can also email us on ForbiddenLoveRugby at gmail.com. Ed, how would people get in touch with you? Get me on Twitter at Eddie Rugby, E double uh, and I will check it possibly in the month. Fantastic. And as always, if you want Mikey, he's at Mikey S. Harris. It's all lowercase, and he doesn't know if that matters. <laughs> So, I thought what we could do uh, today, Ed, we'll go through the Wales team that's been selected for Italy tomorrow. Uh, we'll treat it as a little bit of a preview of the game, and we'll compare it to the teams we thought Gatland would pick when we recorded earlier in the week, hopefully with a uh, fewer gremlins in the system as well. Oh, yeah, hopefully. Excellent. Okie dokie then. So, I'm also not going to jinx us. So, for the England uh, pod, I did say... If uh, if we do it in under half an hour, Wales would beat England, and we did. But the universe didn't didn't engage with that deal no, very well. They did not. They did not hold up their end of the bargain. So uh, I'm not, I'm not going to make any such deals today. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going down to the crossroads. <laughs> no, just leave it in the hands of fate. Exactly. Right then, let's start with the back three then. So Gatland has gone ahead and selected Liam Williams at fullback. Uh, we couldn't agree earlier in the week. You went for Zamit, Ed. Mm-hmm. Mikey went for Adams, and I went for Halfpenny. I don't think any of us picked... Oh, no, tell lie. You had Liam Williams on the bench. Yeah, I went for him as a bencher, but I just, I thought, his, his discipline and, uh, you know, that, well, that alone, to be honest, would have put Gatland off because he doesn't seem to like players that are consistently... Uh, giving away penalties or being simbins, he seems to have quite a sharp sword for. Yeah, I mean, in a normal season, this would be the exact sort of game to get him back into some form and just say, go and have some fun. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't feel quite like that, does it? But at the same time, he probably does need to get his act together and to do that, I guess he needs some game time. Yeah, I totally agree. Um I think, like you said, yeah, before it would be a, like Liam, just go and do you know your own thing, free roll, kind of just you know see what you find in front of you. But um, I guess yeah. maybe they're afraid of of Italy's kicking game, and um, they've been very uh, very effective on the counter attack as well. In, in yeah, this championship. I mean they've got they've got Garbisi and Tommaso Allen starting. I, I guess from a Welsh point of view, it's it's handy that Caboazzo isn't. <laughs> Uh, yes. But yeah, I do see Allen and Garbisi as more kicky than, you know. Yeah. That, that, so that might pan out. I guess, interestingly, uh, you did mention before we came on, Halfpenny's not really been training yeah. since the England game. Yeah, it's, uh, listening to Gatland, uh, is, um, a post earlier, and it was Gatland just explaining the squad, and he just mentioned that Halfpenny hadn't trained much since the England game. Uh, so I guess that explains his exclusion because I wonder if he probably would have just slotted straight in thinking about it now. Potentially, especially with his goal kicking and I think our actual need for a win. Mm. I, I think, yeah, and I, I feel like Liam might have been a good bench option. Um, apparently they did also discuss uh, Zamit at fullback, 
But the, uh, Gatland also said that uh, he's not really had much game time. He's still coming back from an ankle injury. Yeah. But I, I do have this direct quote from him here, which is <laughs> absolute batshit. It's, uh, where's it gone? Yeah. <laughs> we thought that having that impact from the bench for 30 minutes or whatever, that he'll have an impact. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. Uh, I love it. Uh, yeah. Business yeah, business rugby jargon. Exactly. Yeah. So uh anyway, if anyone can d- decipher that, please feel free to get in too. <laughs> right. Uh moving on to the wingers then. We've got a partnership of Josh Adams, which Mikey and I called, and Rio Dyer, which uh you and Mikey called. Um did I not have Josh? Um, not according to my notes. Uh, let's see, Ed. Oh, you did. Yeah, you did. Um, tell what's happened. You had him at eleven rather than fourteen, oh, so I've docked so, you half a point. Sorry, there. sorry. Of course, that's okay. R- rules that's are rules, okay. Reese. Laws are rules. Go on. I was going to say probably the right shout. I mean, the, I guess the controversial thing would be Dyer over Zamit, but if Gatlin's saying that he wants Zamit's impact off the bench, then Dyer makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I think Dyer's Dyer's a good player. He's threatening, and um, I think you'd said Gatland had mentioned how well he's been been um, training. And yeah. I guess you know, out of the two, you'd probably want Zamet coming on to a tired Italian event defense than Dyer. Yeah. And if you were the Italian defense, you last thing you want when you're knackered with thirty minutes to go is. <laughs> the mm. fastest player in world rugby coming on. Now, I thought the very interesting thing Gatlin said in the press conference was that uh, Adams was spewing at halftime against England. Jesus. Which is, which is one of the reasons he uh, was brought off quite <laughs> early. I mean, it's quite a candid thing to to, to bring up. Yeah. But I, I, suppose, I suppose a lot of us were wondering why Josh was taken off. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, his spewing was inspired by the uh, under-18s flanker the other week against Neath. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Josh, Josh has been listening to the pod yeah. as well. But yeah, I, I think this will be a chance for redemption for Josh, I think, and he'll be, he'll be well up for it, I'm sure. Yeah, it doesn't take much to get him pumped, and I think um, I think he, he probably would have been more annoyed than anyone else at his performance against England. And not that I'm yeah. saying he was terrible or anything. You know, it was a bit off, off the... Um, usual for him um yeah but it, like you said you know, it does explain because we were all wondering why he went off early but um mm. now we know yeah okay and we've stuck with the center partnership of mason grady and joe hawkins with a little but that hawkins is potentially well will be covering 10 if and when owen williams is taken off and oh how we laughed at mikey even even suggesting such a thing. <laughs> I know. I, if I had a little bit more time, I would have stitched together a bit of a highlights reel of the last show, just to show how how badly wrong we got this and how <laughs> incredibly right was my, was Mikey. I'm gutted he can't be here to gloat. He would love this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I'm sure we next time we see him, we'll definitely not be hearing the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Because I I feel like it is more of a when. I I don't see Owen Williams playing eighty minutes. Uh, so, assuming Hawkins himself doesn't take a knock, at some point we will see Joe Hawkins switch to ten. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I guess we have to really because unless, like you say, unless Owen Williams, they're planning on keeping him on for the full eighty. 
Mm. Uh, I just don't know. I don't know what the plan is, and it's it's the lack of um, uh, a second goal kicker that's worrying me. Yeah, I mean. Thomas Williams sometimes casually bangs him over for Cardiff if there's an emergency. Yeah, uh, but yeah. on the bench. So, <laughs> yeah, this is true. Uh, the other thing is, um, when the squad like first, first, first came out, you know when you get like that little text update? Yeah. And then uh, Bigger was the very first player named at Fly Half, and then it's, that was quickly changed. I think probably a clerical error rather than a... A replacement, mm. but yeah, he was originally named, but he has a tight back apparently. So mm. um, it's it's interesting to me that they haven't put Patch on the bench because I mean, if you're gonna have a look at Joe Hawkins, you could you could all, you could do that with Patch in the team. Yeah, you just put Patch at twelve. You know, you, you, yeah, exactly. Make a sort of thing like you, weird. you know, Patch all covers so many positions, mm. and it, you know, like you said, if you're going to experiment with Hawkins at ten. You could bring yeah. Patch on to cover twelve, and also then you've got the goal kick in of Patchell as well. Yeah, and the funny the thing that struck me again with Gatland was that um, he says that Hawkins has covered ten for Ospreys a lot. And I, I I don't know if I agree with that. I can't. I I I don't. <laughs> yeah. I I don't. I can't remember it happening. No, like I I feel like if it was happening a lot, it would have been talked about more. But mm. it's almost like the first I ever heard of Hawkins being a 10 or covering 10 or having the ability to cover 10 was from Mikey earlier in the week. And yeah. up until that point, I'd never heard of it or read about it anywhere. Um, yeah. So unless we've completely missed it, I, I don't I don't know if that's the case. Yeah. And and finally then on the on the centre partnership, um, I mean, we haven't said much about Grady, but I, I think actually he's been quite consistent and... If you've listened to other episodes, you'll know that we're, we're happy enough, I think, with what yeah. Brady's bringing to 13. Definitely. The other thing is, if Hawkins goes down, I guess you have to stick with Owen Williams on the bench, which would require Grady to come into thir- from 13 to 12, and then potentially North on at 13, mm. or Zamit on at wing, and Adams into 13. There's... We we could see a real Frankenstein's monster of a backline by the end of this game, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And like I know, I know, of years gone by that like it was all Italy was always the game that you would you know put one or two experimental positions in or players mm. in into positions. But I mean, we're easily the weakest team in this year's championship. Italy are chomping at the bit for a win, and we'll probably be targeting this game for that win. Yeah, and. I just don't know, like, you know, it, it's not the same Italy as years gone by that you can just, you know, rock up, expect a win and just chuck a few debuts in, like. Yeah, I think in Gatlin's head, he's he's doing that thing where, you know, you know sometimes we play, like, Fiji in a World Cup pool. You know, like the 66-0 game. Yeah. I, rem- I remember at the end of that, we just took a player off and didn't bring anyone on just to practice playing with 14 players. A little bit disrespectful, especially in a World yeah. Cup. Definitely. And I kind of, I kind of feel like there's a touch of that about this, which is a really dumb thing to do. Yeah. How badly we need to win. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, I know a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, the, it doesn't matter how we do in the Six Nations because it's, it's, it's a chance for Gatlin mm. to find his team, but you'd still hope for like consistent performances or good, good performances. And I guess is he being disrespectful? Probably expecting we'll lose anyway. Hmm. thinking he can do experiments in this game because we won't lose by that much. 
potentially. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Either way, yeah. So I, th- Just... I think in this center partnership chat, we sort of covered 10. Um, so if we skip over Owen Williams, which incidentally only Mikey called. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got Reese Webb partnering. Now, it's, it's an Ospreys partnership, which I'm happy with, I guess. Uh, I yeah, The thing is, though, another Gatland quote. Webb, who I believe is 34, 35 years old, it's a chance to see where he's at at this level. <laughs> <laughs> like, surely that's a quote reserved for a up-and-coming, you know, 17, 18-year-old mm. hot-take scrum half, not yeah. not a 34-year-old who's had numerous caps already, um, yeah. who a lot of people have already got um, strong, um, strong opinions of. Yeah. Oh, one, uh, one thing, sorry, I, I did need to mention. Owen Williams will be kicking the goals, according to Gatland. So oh, that's, that'll be interesting. Yeah, good clarity there. <laughs> so if he does, but if he goes off, well then, <laughs> that, that'll be interesting. There, there has to be a contingency. I can only guess that maybe Hawkins has got some experience yeah. or history of goal kicking. Yeah. Um, I, I if if Owen Williams goes off, I can see them having to bring Thomas Williams on because I've seen him kick touchline conversions for Cardiff in an emergency. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like I guess, I, and yeah, I guess yeah, like you say, bring, uh, yeah, bring. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> but then if yeah, right. if he goes off injured, do you move Hawkins to ten, put Thomas on the wing, and bring uh, God Adams me. into the centre. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I part me. No, I, I, I don't wish an injury on any player. No, part me. Like, I, but uh, what's, what's like the nicest way this could happen? Just so we could see the outcome. Owen Williams, I don't know. Just yeah, he's playing so badly. Maybe Gatland has to take him off. I just want to see what happens with goal kicking. That yeah, like how how this reshuffle happens. Like, does Webb have to come off to bring Thomas William on as well? Like, could that be the uh, yeah the way this goes? Yeah, madness. <laughs> It's great. I'm I'm excited. I'm, just I'm excited ex- to see, like, finally an Osprey's starting partnership. I think that's a good shout. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Like, um, I think you know, obviously Thomas was at all of our starting nine, but I guess mm. other than Mikey, we, you know, we were expecting Owen Williams to start. But yeah, I think we, you know, those two obviously have got a lot of experience together, know each other quite well. So yeah, I think um, that's that's good work. Yeah, best partnership in this situation. So then, moving on to the front row, we've got um, Wynn Jones parachuted straight back into the starting lineup after a bit of a, a hiatus. They kept him in camp. They didn't give him back to the Scarlets. Uh, what do you make of that? Um, it's just Wynn Jones out of nowhere again, isn't it? It's like... Um, and he's, Gatlin's saying, for experience. I mean... Yeah, he hasn't got re- he hasn't got recent experience though, has he? I mean, Gareth Thomas has got more recent experience. Well, yeah, Gareth Thomas, he was like one of the main consistent picks um, mm. of of Pivak's uh, reign, and like and so mm. far for Gatland. And when Jones obviously has had a long period of not playing for Wales or playing rugby, and I know okay, he's got Lions experience, previous Wales international experience, but. I just think, yeah. who was it he played against? Was it Ireland or Scotland? It was either Ireland or Scotland. And I think it was Scotland because like, after the Ireland game, we were all a bit like, oh, cool, Win Jones could bring something for the next mm. game. I, I think it was that. So I can't. I, I think you're right. House on it. Um, yeah. And I, I, but whichever one it was, I think it was Scotland. I think you are right there. But I think, um, I just remember thinking he's just, 
he's just not impactful. Like, you know, none of his carries yeah. were effective. Uh, I know a lot of international props don't tend to be effective in ball carrying these days, but uh, it, it almost felt like he was losing ground rather than like, you know, making or even just taking, taking to the game line and game line. And um, yeah, just, you, you know, his scrummaging is great, but Gareth Thomas's scrummaging has been just as good in my opinion. Yeah. So. Now, Kare Car- was released to Cardiff. Um, he's dropped out to the 23 entirely and there's no word of injury. So this seems like it's a, it's either a tack. Well, it sounds like it's a tactical or a form pick. But I'm surprised. Like, if you're gonna do some experimenting in the Six Nations, at some point, I would have liked to have seen them start the the baller front row and then bring on the tight front row. Because yeah. you know, I think we could have played quite a pacey tempo game. And like, he's talked. I'm jumping the gun a bit, but um, he's talked about Jack Morgan as a selection to compete hard on Italian ball. You feel like Dylan Lewis and Reese Carey could also have done that. Yeah, like um, you know, we've 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 covered this uh, a lot of times already. But like, they both have been so effective in rucks and over the ball, and to have a lot of turnovers to their names. Um, and you just can't say the same of Win Jones, Thomas Francis, or 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 even Gareth Thomas. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it, it just he's he does seem to be making some selections that contradict things he said about other selections. In yeah. my opinion. Um, with Ken Owens then I mean that is what it is I don't think there's a lot to add there yeah. it was, it, in the absence of Derby Lake it's, it's going to be Ken isn't it yeah I just think you know with, with the three he's got in squad and like you say and Dowie not, not available then mm. it's just always first name on the sheet I think if you're Nicky Smith right now you are pissed off at this Win Jones selection aren't you you've got to be I, I think yeah. you know no wonder he's off and you know he's he's always top, yeah. being touted for a move out over the border yeah okay uh thomas francis I, again like the he's, he's obviously gone for heft in the front row I, I i i see it i guess if that's the plan uh yeah i don't think there's a lot to add there with thomas francis i just hope he can look a little bit more energetic when he's not in the scrum yeah yeah i agree i like you know i've never seen him wearing scrum at so i wonder like hmm. if um yeah you know he's protecting an injury or might just be as simple as a cut or something I don't know but yeah, yeah. it's uh... that's a good point um, so the lock partnership then uh, we all of us called Adam Beard and you and Mikey called uh, David Jenkins uh, I don't think there's much to add here really I mean I, I'm not convinced Beard is having his best season so I, I still think Alan wins the sensible choice but Gatland has said that Alan wins game time is being managed yeah, I suppose um, if if that's the case, then he probably would. If you know, it, it, yeah, I guess he's saving that a win for um, for France. You know, thinking get try and get as much experience with this partnership that he might see as a future partnership. Yeah, and I get I get the impression. I, I don't know. I've got this weird feeling that Alan Wynn likes playing in France. Like I feel like he always <laughs> brings it in the start of France. So. Uh... Yeah, who knows? Keep him locked up for a week, and uh, or or just send him to Paris this week and let him, you know, <laughs> yeah. just soak, absor- soak it up, <laughs> absorb the negative orgones and the <laughs> the just a little like sort of um, mini documentary of um, Alan Wynn's week in Paris. <laughs> See him on a moped with a, with a little shopping bag. Yeah, 
Wonderful stuff. He could he could get in the smart car with uh, Cheval, couldn't he? That would be oh, that would be a sight to behold. That would be amazing. <laughs> the thing wouldn't get like that. It wouldn't be on a break going downhill. <laughs> no, amazing. Um, and then Dav Jenkins Gatlin said uh, he's enjoying his lineout calling. Uh, they like giving him that responsibility. Uh, he just needs to develop physically at this level. So I guess they're saying he's got quite a high ceiling. He just needs game time to get there. Yeah, I can see that, and I, I guess physically, I'm. I wonder if they're referring to like putting a bit of muscle on as well, because he does look very lean compared to a lot of um, international yeah. locks. It, it's mad, no? Like you watch him play for Exeter, and he actually looks massive, and then you put him on an international field, and he do, he does look his age all of mm. a sudden. Yeah, he's got a very young face as well, hasn't mm. he? Like, and, mm. but yeah, I, I like you know what I've really liked what I've seen so far with him, and and like you say, uh, you know. Everyone needs to remember his age, and and yeah, there's a lot. There's a very bright future with him. I think so. So moving on to the back row, then um, Gatland in his press conference said that he sees Jack Morgan as a long-term seven. They want to compete hard on Italian ball, and that's why they've picked him at six. Yeah. Um... <laughs> over over Christianza. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I I guess if you were in that media room listening to some of his answers you'd have just been like what's what's going on <laughs> he's phoning her in like he's just saying words out his mouth without <laughs> thinking what they mean like <laughs> yeah like like his rug his rugby jargon you know scrambler in his brain has just stopped working <laughs> it, it, it was almost like that um that press conference was written by a chat gpt bot that is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just just say rugby words about whales <laughs> So, so none of us called this Jack Morgan at six, by the way. Um, no. So that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, the other thing, I, I found it to be harsh on Shinza. Uh, Squidge Rugby's brother, uh, Owen, I think, is, isn't he his brother? No, no it's Robbie oh, Owens Ro- and... Will. I can't think of his brothers. Will, Will Owen. Yeah. Um, he made the point that web service is quite slow, so... Shinza wouldn't be as effective at the breakdown as we want him to be. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I know anything near a, the amount about rugby tactics that the Owen brothers do. Does that does that sort of tally with you? Um, I just wonder if what they're referring to is that he sort of like hits rucks, gets mm. ball available so that it can be picked up and, and sped on. And I guess yeah. if he's clearing rucks beyond the offside line then that means the ball's live so if Webb's not got cover um, mm. because Shins has cleared the ruck but then there's no one protecting Webb uh, that's all I could think that they they must mean with that and I don't know I thought I thought our rucking tactics were terrible against England we were almost having one-up yeah. runners in every every contest and no one was supporting them and by the time they got there it was turned over anyway I feel like it's weird is it because like Obviously, that was a tactic, but I yeah. feel like at some point, if you're a rugby player who's so good and played so much that you've become a professional at the height, at the you know the pinnacle of the, the global game, some sort of instinct would kick in where you've got to protect the guy with the ball at some point. Like, yeah, you, like it's it's weird to me that they're able to turn that off and just let these people run into trouble sometimes. Yeah, it's very odd, and like it, it seems to have been. Um... A tactic that 
that's come about recently and especially in international rugby um mm. whereas like you because obviously they took off the lap they took away the the pre-latching rule so you couldn't yeah latch onto the ball carrier until contact was made but what seemed to be happening more since that was people supporting a runner especially yeah. a tight forward and and being ready to latch as soon as contact was made yeah and whether people are afraid of doing that and then going down mm-hmm. with the ball carrier and being accused of sealing off or, or okay. what, I don't know. But it doesn't seem to affect other teams as much as us, no. I guess. Which is, um, yeah. yeah, and it's, it's we, odd. We seem, we seem behind the curve on that, I think. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Um, so Tipperick then gets the open side berth, uh, which, okay, fine. I guess if Shinza was playing at six, I wouldn't have minded seeing Morgan at seven, but seeing as Morgan's at six... Tipperick seven, I guess, makes sense. Last chance saloon. Do you think we've said this a few times now? Yeah, I think I think we'll see Tipperick possibly just start teetering out of selections over the next yeah. year. Um, I think he's always going to be around, but I guess you mm. know he, his options will start being yeah. reduced. I would, I would imagine. What was his most recent yellow card for? He, he, he did the trip, didn't he, back in the <laughs> yeah. autumn? But he, he did something in the Six Nations, I'm sure of it. Like, he, he did. He made a really silly decision at some point, and we were a bit like, he's lost his head. I can't remember exactly oh, what it no, was. Oh, no, it was, um, it was that uh, eye gouging. It was, he didn't... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so supposed after, after, eye gouging. After the game, there was a still where it looked like his hand might have been making contact with somebody's eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like Tip Rick might be one brain fart away from being dropped. Yeah, I yeah, I think I think you're right. You know, everyone expects so much of him and and rates him so highly that it's, it's someone like that when they do these things, it, it's even mm-hmm. more highlighted and um, yeah, surprising. Yeah, and and just to go back to this uh, Shinza thing, um, Gatland has said he's happy with Shinza's progression, uh, but going back to England last week didn't help. Uh, he's also said though that others need more game time at this high level. They sort of know how good Shinza is. So it's almost like we don't need to see what he's like anymore. It's, At some point, though, you've got to stop seeing what players are like and just start playing your best players. Yeah, like I think there's a compliment in there, and I also think yeah. there's there's a there's definitely a slight in there of everyone else. Yeah, it's like yeah. oh, Jack, see, he's so good, he's not even playing. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's why we're giving you shit players a chance, yes. right, Jack? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah get it's... out there and prove me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> It, it is odd, and like I think you've hit the nail on the head there. With um, you know, he's in, he's not in a good place at the moment with results and mm. uh, performances. So, a chance to play, you know, the fifth weakest team in this year's Six Nations, and potentially beat them. You'd want to pick. Yeah. I, I would have thought you'd pick your strongest players, but again, you know, we all thought yeah. we knew might know what what Catlin was thinking this week, and he just. <laughs> Yeah. Segwayed off a cliff, hmm. <laughs> and then I guess Falatow at eight. I mean, yeah, there's nobody else, is there? No. <laughs> if you're moving not... on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so in a straight shootout between Scott Baldwin and uh, Bradley Roberts, uh, well, it doesn't feel like anybody won, but Scott Baldwin's got the nod. <laughs> yeah, I um. I can't remember what we said on uh, the pod earlier in the week about about this, but it just almost felt like I don't know. It just almost feels like Gatlin's not even mentioned Bradley Roberts' name ever, uh, yeah. and it's kind of just like 
you know, he feels like he's just got to pick him because he has no choice. Because who else I get? Yeah. Honestly, like at this point, the next cab off the rank might be a a Christian Dacey or something. Who, you know, has British and Irish lion Christian Dacey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get his name right. Um, He's not a a bad season since coming back from injury, but, you know, that's the sort of level we're talking about, I guess. Yeah. um, I think had, uh, because I think he had a bit of a, period off didn't he this season just as uh, maybe his squads were getting selected because mm. I before that um, I thought he was playing great for Cardiff um, easily our yeah. best hooker and yeah. uh, his uh, line out throwing is um, is more consistent than I and well, anyone else at Cardiff but also most other Welsh Welsh hookers yeah him and Teddy Williams combining is, is great in mm. the line out I think it's, especially you know, when the lift is good Teddy gets it down so quickly the, yeah. the timing seems right anyway this isn't a Cardiff pod this is a, <laughs> a squad pod um, so moving on to Gareth Thomas off the bench uh, denied of his starting berth uh, now apparently Gareth Thomas has been selected as an impact sub for when the game loosens up uh, <laughs> so I think we said off air out of the two he is definitely more impactful than Win Jones, so I can mm. only think if if it was a straight shoot of those two for Gatland for um, uh, for number one, he probably did think, well, Win is a great scrummager, but I can get a better impact from Gareth than what I could from Win, so that's what I'll do yeah. this this time around. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I guess time will tell. You know, within in twenty four hours time, we'll we'll know how impactful Gareth has been. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's, I, I, again, I feel like Gatlin's just talking out to his ass and it's actually just more <laughs> of the same off the bench, which is fine. Yeah. You know, if, the, if the tactic is just scrummage him into the dirt the whole game, great, that's these that's probably the, the bench you want. Yeah. Um, I mean, and yeah, like, moving on then, I guess, nicely to Dylan Lewis. Part of me would have liked to have another look at Brown, but if you're picking your second best scrummage in tighthead, Lewis over Brown probably just about. Yeah, I think um, I think Dylan's probably got a bit more. Um, I've used this word so much today. Consistency mm. in scrummaging than, than Brown has, and you know that could just be purely down for game down to game time uh, yeah. between the two of them this season. But um, you know, with him bringing Win in, I would have liked to have maybe seen him start Dylan and have Brown on the bench. Uh, yeah, that that yeah, that, that was a, that. that was a possible option, but. You know that's that's just some that was something that was would be my preference. Um, yeah. I'm gutted for Brown. Um, you know I'm a big fan of his, and I still think he's got a lot to offer. Yeah. Um, onto Reese Davis and replacement lock. Uh, Mikey called this one. Uh, you had oh you had Alan Wynn on your bench. Yeah. I said you're a, you're a buffoon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, I stick with I stick with my words. Um, <laughs> I think this would have been a good game to have a look. If you, okay, I I know that I'm contradicting myself now. At some point, you've got to stop having a look and start picking your best team. Yeah, but he's not picked his best team, so you might as well have had a look at Teddy Williams here. I guess. Yeah, like like you said, you know, if if he's having a look team, then mm. there's argument for him starting Reese Davis over Beard and having Teddy on the bench. But then I guess you're a very yeah. green locks available in the in the game then so yeah is it would have been I mean, a chance to have maybe started reese davis instead of jenkins and had teddy on the bench as a yeah like having sat on the same side of an airplane as teddy williams it did feel lopsided like the guy's massive <laughs> <laughs> like green or not he's he's 
and he, he gets up so easily in the lineout. I'd love to see him with like international lifters and throwers. Oh yeah, I'd like, be excited to see. Yeah. So, uh, but there we go. I mean, no qualms, Reese Davis, really. No, I thought he was. Uh, he came sorry, on. Go on. I was just going to say quickly. He did come on against Scotland, and um, uh, I thought he was pretty good when when he came on, like uh, in that match. So. Not yeah, not against the decision, and I look forward to seeing more more of him in in a whale shirt. Awesome. Then you've got uh, Tommy Raffel off the bench, so we got three sevens in the squad. Uh, again, I guess this this is actually quite consistent. Gatland is saying we want to compete with Italy's ball on the floor. I see Raffel can do that. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I guess. If we are gonna criticize him for being inconsistent, we should probably be okay <laughs> no. with him being consistent here. I just, <laughs> like, you know, an injury to Falata when we are, we've got a weird looking back row all of a sudden. Well, uh, has Henry Davis played eight for Ospreys? Six, I thought. Oh, maybe. Um, mm. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Falatau's up for another eighty. Haven't we picked Jack Morgan at eight at some point though? Oh yeah, of course. That yeah. was um Yeah, it was uh wasn't it Breffel, Tipperick and Morgan? Or Breffel, Shunzer something. and Morgan? I oh, something something crazy. I don't know we what are... Wales's obsession with back row tinkering is, but <laughs> it just we feels like in... it'll never end. <laughs> we are a, a knock to Owen Williams and Toby Falatow from the weirdest Wales. 15 of all time <laughs> like you, you are right what you said earlier it's like you, in the in the nicest and least career affecting way possible yeah we really want to see that because i just want to see how this wales team ends the game <laughs> and, and what happens if it works then where do we go <laughs> like... i guess you just you do just rip up anything you know yeah. about rugby and, and team selection and just <laughs> yeah. bow to gatland <laughs> On to the backs then. Uh, we've got Thomas Williams coming off the bench. I mean, tactically, right? If the tactics shift later in the game f- towards a Zipia match, that might actually suit Thomas Williams' game better than this slow box kicky game that we've been playing. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think if, if you know, he, he's mentioned it a lot of time in that interview about impact and, um, you know, the game opening up in the last 30 minutes. And you think about... Yeah impactful subs you've got like you said you want to get impact from gareth thomas you've got tommy thomas williams coming on um george north louis samet tommy raffle you know those are the sorts of bench players that you would expect to be making an impact so mm. i think you're right i think he may be saying to thomas ignore the box kicking just just get it out play the ball yeah because Hardy, I think, was sort of tasked with that role when he came on against England. It it all looked a bit more, uh, you know, first receiver, one up runners rather than um, uh, box kicky and yeah, uh, territorial game. So potentially, I, I, you know, it might it might click. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so no dedicated fly half on the bench as covered. Uh, George North presumably covering. 13 and potentially wing in an emergency mm. nobody saw this come in no i sort of got he was in the squad yeah like i think um i just kind of thought once mason grady had got his starting point um mm. and starting place and and as and, and was effective uh and you know that was kind of it for north you know and, and uh, yeah. and you'd think maybe he would just be drafted in to cover injuries but yeah 
Hey, I tell you what, though. This is a big fuck you to Tompkins, who can cover both 12 and 13. Oh. <laughs> we're, 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 not, we're, we're not picking a replacement 10, but also we're not picking somebody who can cover both 12 and 13. So. Yeah. And uncharacteristically, I remember Squidge did say that Nick Tompkins was dog shit against England, which, you know, he's, he's, criticism like that is quite rare from Squidge. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe maybe that ship has now sailed. Yeah, I think, you know, Gatlin's had his chance to take a look at him, gave him, gave him game time and has decided that it's not for, not for Tompkins. And that's why I fully expect it to be a 12 against France. And finally then, uh, Zamit coming off the bench, at, potentially. Um, they're talking about the last 30 minutes, game opening up the usual spiel. Uh, do you think he'd be coming on, injuries aside, at fullback or wing? Hmm. This is an interesting one. I, I guess, I guess it entirely depends how the game's gone beforehand. I think, um, you know, if uh, I just, I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> I think personally, from from what I selected in the week, I would like to see him come on at fullback. That, I because, think that's what I'd like as well. Because I think you know. Um, that, you know, that back for you would be tasty, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. And you, you've got the pace of Zamet coming on, covering the covering the, the backfield, uh, counterattacking a, a tired Italian team with Adams and Dyer on his shoulder. You know that that does make for potentially a very exciting last half hour of the game. Italy don't uh, kick particularly well either, do they? Um, so I have could be yeah, could be interesting. Okay, so. Um, the moment you've all been waiting for. Uh, what we did was we awarded half a point for every team member that you got in the squad, and then an additional half a point if they were in the correct jersey. Uh, Mikey won with 15 points out of an available 23. Uh, he'd be very pleased with that. Followed by you, Ed, on 14, and me on 13 and a half. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> of, of the three of us, Mikey is the most inside Gatlin's head. <laughs> Read into that what you will. It's, uh, it's so, a crazy Hawkins decision. Like yeah. we 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 can never we can never forget Mikey's. I don't know. I just can't it's even maverick. explain it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and a quick nod then to uh, Italy's twenty three before we do our prediction. Uh, so they've got gone with a back three of Tommaso Allen, uh, Paravani, and Bruno uh, Capuazzo, as mentioned, is out. A centre partnership of Menoncello and Brex. I've loved those two this season. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are good. Half back partnership of Varney and Garbisi. I believe Simon Varney is the first ever Italian rugby player who can speak Welsh. Um, <laughs> front row of Ferrari, Nicotero, and Fischetti. Seems seems good. Seems strong. Uh, lock partnership of Ruzza and Canoni. and then a back row of Negri, Lamaro, and Canone. I mean, that's that's tasty. Lamaro yeah. captain. Yeah, um, I like Lamaro. Yeah, this will be. That's a, Italy will be targeting this. Uh, just quickly moving on to their bench then. Uh, BG Zani and uh, Ricky. Uh, now this one's tricky to pronounce. I I, I hear people pronounce it Rick Ioni, um, but my rudimentary Italian would suggest to me that's Riccioni. Uh, but whoever it is, we wish him <laughs> some luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then you've got Iacchisi, uh, Pentanelli, Giuliani, Fusco, and Marisi. So, Ed, how do you see this going, results-wise? Head and heart. 
uh, <laughs> oh god, uh, never is an Italian prediction just, just you know preventing yeah. me from talking. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I think. Uh, I think uh, both for saying Italy to be honest um, I, I think they deserve a win in this championship so far mm. we almost don't yeah. um, and I honestly think at the moment they seem like a much more organised um, gelled team um, yeah. who are playing some very very nice rugby okay give me a give me a scoreline prediction uh, I still see it being close. Um, uh, home in Rome. I'm going to say a 27-23 victory. Okay. I, my head says Italy. My heart is saying Wales now after today. Oh. I'm starting to get into it. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling it. Like the sun was out today. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> uh, yeah. Heart, heart is sort of edging towards Wales. Uh, but yeah, scoreline, yeah, I'm going to go with my head. And I, I'm similar to you when thinking mid to high 20s versus low 20s. Mm. So yeah, yeah give, me, give me 28, 20. Oh. We, we get denied the LBP. Yeah. But we score four unconverted tries because uh, Owen Williams goes off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I think that about wraps it up, doesn't it? Yeah, I think we All right, but well, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. We're going out for this. We're going to go Woo-hoo. on a little mystery tour of yeah. the uh, South Wales train lines and uh, hopefully find a nice pub. Yeah. So uh, with that, I'll say goodbye and thanks for listening. Tara. Bye bye.